0: And david howard thornton art the clown himself from the movie terrifier the upcoming terrifier 2 and you're listening to the atomic podcast it's gonna blow your mind <laughs> intellectual stimulation by way of mobile devices welcome to another exciting episode of the atomic podcast And here is your host of the show, Efren Guzman.
1: Intellectual stimulation by way of mobile devices. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Atomic Podcast. Coming to you live from Delavan, Wisconsin, where I blow up the news on a verbal scale. I am your host, Efren Guzman. My guest today, he is back in this quarantine edition of the podcast. Your favorite terrifier, David Howard Thornton. David, welcome back, man. How you been?
0: Oh, thank you, man. It's good to be back. I've been doing pretty good, surviving as best as I can here in New York City.
1: <laughs> I know. We just we just talked about it a little bit before we started recording, but so far, like the podcast I've been doing, it's sort of related to everything that's going on with the pandemic, the <laughs> coronavirus and everything and whatnot. I know you're in New York. And we are talking a little bit about it, but how's everything in your neck of the woods? It's, it's
0: slow. <laughs> Very <laughs> quiet very quiet but you know so what can you because I live on Steinway here in Astoria which is one of the busiest areas because we wow. have so many bars and it's the, it's the big club scene area and it's weird because all the clubs are closed right now all the bars and all that so it's like it's so quiet out there you, you get the occasional douchebag driving around really loud at night and stuff like that but it's it's nowhere near what it's like especially at this time of year when the, warm, the weather's warmer yeah. so it's, you, like this. it's
1: weird from what I remember you still got those euro guys or those greek guys with the greased hair and those big ass cars and whatnot by oh
0: yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. They, they, I, I could tell the weather just got warmer because i've been hearing them driving around still okay I'm like, dude, you're not impressing anybody because no one's outside. <laughs> yep. It's like, what What are you doing, man? You just sound stupid.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I know. For the people out there, the last time we talked, because I'm originally from New York and you're in Steinway, Astoria, Queens. So <laughs> I'm from that area. I remember like Cavo and in the, in the beer garden, the Bohemian beer garden and whatnot yeah. over there. So it's a good spot over there. But you said everything is pretty much like yeah. quarantine city, right?
0: Yes, it's been like that for 2 months and like cuz where I live is like in Little Egypt so it's all the hookah lounges and stuff ah, like that. Okay. Okay. So yeah, it's it's very very quiet right now. It's it's strange. It's very cool.
1: strange. Um how has uh you know, I know it's, it's affected me mentally. I've been like times been depressed and whatnot, thinking about like a lot of things. Um how has how has it affected you mentally dealing with it?
0: i've been okay you know it's a little bit stressful though i i actually had my first uh quarantine nightmare the other night where i i dreamed that i went out in this big huge gathering of people and i didn't have a mask and gloves on and i was like freaking out because oh no yeah. <laughs> it's weird i'm like that's the kind of nightmare i have now what the hell is going on this is weird I wake up, I'm like, okay, no, I'm totally fine. I'm totally fine. Okay, I'm not infected. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know what's funny? Because it's, it's mandatory It's mandatory in the city, right? Because here it's not mandatory. Mm-hmm. If you have a mask on, if you don't have a mask on, then that's fine. But over there it's mandatory, right?
0: Yeah, it's mandatory here. And I'm, I'm glad. Because yeah, there's still people going around without the masks on. I was in uh, the grocery store just the other day. Uh, on Cinco de Mayo, actually. Yeah. And it's like... I, I'm there in the checkout line, putting all my stuff on, and I just sense someone like hovering right over my shoulder. <laughs> I turn around, and there's this woman with none of that stuff on—no mask, no gloves—and she's walking around with a glass of wine in her hand, so she's obviously drunk.
1: Oh my god! And I,
0: and I was about to just turn around and go off on her, just to, you know, because she was literally like just right over my shoulder, and I'm like. <laughs> Whoa, like the manager was right there on top. He's like, ma'am, you gotta, you have to leave. You're not allowed in here without a mask on and gloves. And you're like, you you, you need a distance from people. And she's like, she just turns to him, starts yelling at him, sloshing her wine everywhere. And she's like, you know, it's like, I'm in America. I can do whatever the fuck I want. He's yeah, yeah, like, yes, and you have to get out, so go. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: I see. <laughs> Hearing stuff like that, I don't miss those type of things in the city, man. Oh, my God. Oh,
0: uh, It was crazy. It's was like, so, of course, as soon as I got home, I, like, washed everything because you just <laughs> don't know. I'm just like, I'm just like, I'm going to scrub down because I, I don't want to, you know, I, I don't want to get this stuff, and I don't want to possibly give it to someone else that could actually get really sick from it, too. So yeah. just yeah, it's like oh, these. It's like just wear a mask. It's no big deal. <laughs>
1: yeah, um, have really, you heard? Also, like, have you heard anything in Huntsville? Like, how's everything in Alabama? Like, how's everything out out there?
0: It's okay. Uh, apparently, my dad he thinks he might have had it back in February. Really? He, yeah, he had all. He says he had all the symptoms, and I, my dad's a former NES engineer too, so I I, I trust him on his. On, on his assessment here because he's so analytical about everything so it's like he, he he's like yep i had this 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 i was sick for this morning like yeah it sounds like he
1: had it yeah is he i I'm, uh, it reminds me of like my ex-father law because he's a former engineer is he like um dispassionate and very like not like socially inept but like is he the type of guy who's like social with everybody else but he's very analytical with you
0: yeah, yeah. Okay,
1: I get yeah. that. Okay.
0: My dad's very, very quiet, reserved guy yes. too. So just, yes. you know.
1: Trust me, <laughs> like I understand. My mom and
0: dad were total opposites of each other in personality, so I think that's why they balanced each other out so well.
1: Ah, uh, <laughs> see, that's awesome. So you got a good combination of the two. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Because I, I can switch, I can switch between my parents' personalities at times. It's really weird. It depends <laughs> who I'm around. So I have my moments where I'm very much like my dad, where I'm just very quiet and reserved, and other
1: times I'm just like whoa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I don't know if it's an engineer thing or like a smart thing or what, because like even my ex father in law was like that. He built like solar panels and was so impressed with them, and then he's like, "Here, let me show you off. Let me show off my solar panels that I did for you and check it out." You know. So. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, getting off topic. I'm sorry. Getting back to the quarantine. Oh, okay. <laughs> um. <laughs> How you feel Cuomo is doing in New York? Like, you feel like everything he's demanding and everything he's saying is you agree with?
0: Yeah, pretty much. I'm like, I wasn't too exactly crazy about him before all this started happening. But, you know, I really saw him step up and become a leader that we need right now.
1: Exactly, yeah.
0: Because we're not getting that from the, the you know, I hate to get political, but we're <laughs> yeah, not go ahead. getting that kind of leadership where we need it right now on a national level we we don't have someone really stepping in so i'm like i'm glad to see at least our governor is stepping in and go okay and it, in, in a weird way he's become like a de facto leader to the rest of the, the nation because of it it's yeah. just like they're always like listen to this guy he actually knows what he's talking about he's <sighs> and he's he, he, it's not like he's sugarcoating anything either he's very blunt about it though it's like yeah, yeah. <laughs> so i'm like which you know, sometimes you have to be. It's like, yeah, okay, if you're going to go out and do this, then you might die. We don't want you to die, so don't do that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's a lot of you know, you get a lot of people with mixed you know, with mixed thoughts about it because there's the people who don't mind staying home, who love getting the furlough because they're getting more on unemployment than they did when they was working, and then you have
0: Which is the... sad. That tells yep. you how bad you know uh, wages are.
1: Yep, very bad. Yes. <laughs> like myself. I'm going to shoot on this on myself. Like I'm making at least $400 more than I did when I was working. I'm like, "Holy shit. Like this is yeah. insane. Like I'm praying they don't call me back to go to work. I know I might go to back to work next week, but I'm just like, shit. I am I want furlough just a little bit longer, you know, cuz it's just kill yeah. You know, it's 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 just crazy how you said the wages are in America and people who are essential are pissed cuz they're working, you know. Yeah. So it goes back and, and forth. Fun. Yeah.
0: That's what bothers me is that they're not paying these people that are essential workers more for this. I mean, they should be getting hazard pay.
1: Yes, exactly, exactly. i like, if
0: we if we have the money right now to pay, you know, the banks. I, I think they started paying the the large banks about a trillion dollars a day back in March. Yeah. I, I like I saw an article on um, PBS where they said that. I'm like, that's ridiculous. It's like if we have the money to throw billions and trillions of dollars at Corporations and you know banks right now, but we can't do that for our citizens. That's the sad thing. It's just like it's like this. Like you look at these other nations right now that have been really helping out their citizens. Like you know Canada's giving their their population two thousand dollars a month to get by. You know, a lot of nations are doing that. They're do, or they're doing like a fraction, like you know, like seventy percent or eighty percent of what someone's income was before all this happened. They give that to them every month. Or, but you know, here they just like here's twelve hundred dollars that's supposed to last you for the whole entire duration. I'm like, thank you.
1: <laughs>
0: it's like that doesn't even cover rent for most people here in New York City.
1: Oh yeah, rent. Oh my God, don't get me started with rent in New York. It's astronomical. Yeah. But are they stopping? Your rent situation, like, is it no. rent? I was not paused. Oh,
0: no, no, still paying rent. Oh. But luckily, I, I'm getting unemployment right now, so that's the, that's a good thing. I'm like, thank, thankfully, they did this whole thing for um, because I wouldn't be getting unemployment if I, you know, if they had done the the PUA thing.
1: Yeah, or, what's the PUA?
0: Was self employed? Oh, okay. Or, yeah, it's, it's the pandemic uh, response thing that they. The, the the house put through and started up so i was like thankfully because you know that that so many of us especially in the arts are you know self-employed so it was like we, we couldn't claim i mean i i tried to claim it from like um filming but i that that quarter that they were pulling from was right when we started filming so it, it didn't i wasn't making enough in that one quarter to qualify for the the basic unemployment i was like ah geez but So it's like – I I, I knew financially I was going to be okay even if I wasn't going to get unemployment because I'm probably one of the most fiscally responsible people I've ever known because I'm just very frugal. Mm -hmm. So I have stuff saved up just just for these kind of occasions. But it's like I, I worry about all these other people that aren't. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, like I, I know I know so many people that haven't been able to get unemployment for one reason or another and also were not able to get that twelve hundred dollars. Yeah. And that's that's a freaking tragedy. like, these people are paying their taxes too, so they should be they should be helped out. Like I have a friend that um he's not getting twelve hundred dollars because his wife is not an American citizen yet. She's mm, okay. in the process of applying for citizenship, but they won't give that $1,200 to people that are married to to uh, people that are not citizens.
1: Yeah, I know, exactly. That's ridiculous. Yeah, and you know, I know it's some... Like
0: they pay their taxes.
1: Yeah, I know some illegals, too, who are not getting anything out of it because they're working illegally. So it's like, they could, yeah. they're they not getting anything out of it, you know, because they can't, you know, legally, they can't. Yeah. So it's, I don't, it's... Um, it it makes you it makes you reflect and think of like we like America well globally I don't think any the world is prepared for things that happen like this nobody really is you know it took oh, no. it took everybody off guard and it took all like you know and then like Trump not necessarily to Fauci and and all this other stuff that's going on it's just it's crazy you know? <laughs> it's
0: just what what's so pathetic is that you know. We're supposed to be the richest nation in the world. We're supposed to be the most advanced nation in the world. We're supposed to be number one, blah, 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 blah. And we have failed spectacularly compared to the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, there are so many nations that, like, that have surpassed us on beating this. Like 30-plus uh, nations have already flattened the curve. Yeah. And they're recovering, and yeah. like, especially and, you look at New Zealand. Yeah, <laughs> they, but, they've done a spectacular job. I'm like, why can't we?
1: Yeah, well, i said saying if you look at it, also look at the stimulus for the other places. Like, I think Canada gets three thousand a month. I don't know. Yeah. And, and there's other places that get more, and we only got twelve hundred. and That was it. You know, we don't have yeah. nothing else after that. You know. But we
0: but that's the problem. But we're, we're giving the, you know that that scant amount to the, the citizens, but we're giving billions yeah. and trillions to. The corporations, yeah, where it should be the opposite. Mm-hmm. It's like those people already have billions and trillions of dollars. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like they—they have—they are the rich. They—they—they're okay. Oh no, they. <laughs> oh no, they—they they might have to survive off their billion dollars, few billion dollars mm-hmm. for a few months. That's different from like someone that's making twenty five thousand dollars a year, and now they're. They're not as it's, it's 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 like we're supposed to be better than this we we it's like what makes this country great is the people, and if you don't take care of the people that make this country great then that's when you fail
1: hmm that's right, and notice how um, the essential workers you know besides you know our retail stores or people who stock shelves or you know people who drive trucks like those are all essential it's the with the workforce that, you know, the regular nine-to-five type of jobs or the jobs you get minimum wage, they're the ones that are the essential workers, you know?
0: And, and a lot of those people are immigrant workers, too. Yeah, yeah. Especially these people that work in the food industry. Mm-hmm. It's like these people that are, you know, cooking the food, that's going to all this takeout, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. A lot of those are immigrants, and yeah. they're not getting any of these benefits, and they're, they're, you know, putting their lives literally on the line each, each day. Yeah, it's 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 it, you know I I've read reports where they've been talking about you know st- statistically it's the the virus has been really hitting uh, like the, yeah. the color like the the people of colors community like you know, the Hispanic community the Black community all that harder and yeah. it's because those a lot of those people are these essential workers that are going in and working and having to be out in this on a daily basis.
1: hmm And so
0: they that's why I firmly believe that they. Should have a a, uh, some sort of compensation for this. Yeah, they need hazard pay, very least, Mm -hmm. time and a half at least, at the very least.
1: Wow, like it still boggles my mind. Like how much more? Because I remember unemployment wasn't really that much before like I don't remember living in New York working a different type of job but I mean this is like an astronomical jump from before I don't know if it's because the the wages are different or the the, the type of job but it's just crazy how it's so much more money man it's just like you yeah. know wow you know and don't get me wrong like I'm all you know I'm I'm a factory worker myself and I I get it but it's like I never had a break this like like this and it's like a pandemic yeah. For me to get a break, and it was almost like, holy shit! Like I've been missing out on a lot of things, and things that I took for granted, things that I thought was there. It's like when you're home and you're not doing—not that you're not doing nothing—but like when you're cleaning your items and buying stuff, and r- when you reflect, or even if you're binge watching something, but when you have time to reflect on yourself and think, you're like, holy shit! Like I'm just go, 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 and I never had a decent break. You know, it's yeah. just—it's crazy, yeah. you know.
0: This is this definitely been just an eye opening experience on so many different levels. For I, I think you know our society.
1: Yeah. It's
0: it's it's really you know in good ways and bad ways. You know this also shown us you know, like that we we have some messed up people in our society right now too. It's just <laughs> like very very selfish people.
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's true. And it's
0: like, jeez, man. It's like. Yeah. It's like the, the the arguments I've seen people having over just wearing a mask. It's like, well, I'm not sick, so why should I have
1: them? Like, dude, I know, dude, have I yet, you no. Know? <laughs> like, dude, I know people. <laughs> I was going say, I know people who are so ignorant they're not eating Chinese food anymore. Like, it's just oh, weird. <laughs> <Lord have mercy. laughs> I'm like, are you kidding me? Like. Ugh. Like, okay, you know... That's
0: like, not... That, that, that the whole thing with the people say, oh, don't eat bats. I'm like, that's not how it started.
1: <laughs> I know. It's just like, oh, more for me than I guess, you know? Because it's just... Yeah. It's just people... Uh. I don't know. It's like you really see how people are just so, like, this country is so fucking racist sometimes. It just boggles my yeah. mind, especially when you live in the Midwest area. Like, you know, I, I'm from the city and coming to the Midwest, I, I see the, like, the racism, like, so yeah. much. It's closet racism, but it's still racism. And it's just like, oh my God, yeah. are you for real? Like, dude, like, I, like, when I first moved here, people thought I was a black man because it's like, you know, I get some people never seen a black man before, but it's yeah. like, wow, kind of educate yourself and, like, you know, watch the news or, I don't know, like, I don't know Uh, some people, yeah, some people can't be that ignorant, though, I don't know it's just, I don't know, I guess because I'm I'm from the city, I figure everybody's the same way, everybody's been exposed, but a lot of people haven't been exposed to people of different ethnicities so, I guess in a way I could understand, but it's like, almost like you watch TV, there's color on TV, there's no way you could not I don't know
0: It's like when you look at all these protests going on it's just like, you don't see Anyone there except for a bunch of white people? <laughs> <laughs> yep. It's just like you said it. <laughs> it's just like well, huh. <laughs> it's like what this is supposed to be the superior race? Yeah. These are the dumbasses going out during a pandemic. Okay. <laughs> because <laughs>
1: everybody, cause everybody wants to and go then to the bar.
0: Surprise when the numbers increase in that area. I'm yep. like, uh. uh.
1: Yeah. <laughs> You know what what happens when Wisconsin just opened up? The first thing everybody went to was the bar. It was just of like, course it did. Was,
0: there...
1: It was like oh shit. I was like uh uh-uh. no
0: this is, oh Jesus it's just I I I don't get human beings sometimes.
1: Yep. Oh man, speaking of human beings, as yourself, um, I know you was filming Terrifier too. Um, how far into the production you guys were before you shut you shut down?
0: We were pretty close to being done. I think I, I was actually just talking to Damien last night about some of this because, you know, he's had time to, you know, really plan these last few scenes. And I think I had maybe like four or five more days left on set.
1: Really? Oh, shit. Yeah. Okay. Also, well, you are you're pretty much done then, right?
0: Yeah, we're pretty much done. We've gotten all the hard stuff really finished. We have a few more kill scenes to finish up. But, I mean, that's all going to be easy. It's like, it's just... Working with prosthetics and stuff like that, he's basically finished all the prosthetics right now. So it's just like, yeah. Yeah. So it's the hard stuff's over. It's just what what, what, the good thing was is like, is literally the week before the lockdown happened here in New York, we finished the biggest set piece in the film that took a, about a week to film because there's so many elements so much craziness is going on at the scene it's the thing that we we're stressing out the most with because it's the most expensive part of the film there's just so many elements in the scene, a lot of stunt work going on all that kind of stuff we're like oh thank god we got that finished
1: <laughs> <laughs> um out of both your experiences on on working on part one and part two do you see? I'm, I'm sure it's different budget-wise and whatnot. But do you? Did you had a better experience filming now than you did the last previous time?
0: Yeah, I, I would say so. I mean, it's still stressful at times because, you know, we, 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 we've we had, a few, you know, as it happens, you know, you sometimes have setbacks. Sometimes, you know, uh, the, the, the day that you're shooting ends up being a two-day shoot because you, you just didn't plan on certain things that go wrong and stuff like that. So you're like, okay, well, we're going to have to – this tomorrow so we can actually get some rest because we're going on like hour <laughs> right now. <laughs> so, you know, it's, for the most part, it's been a lot better this time. We've we've had a bigger crew this time as well, especially what's been nice. We've had a, um, uh, for one, we've had uh, another makeup person on set to help out with everybody else. So uh, our, our great, talented Jackie has been here helping, especially for the, for our female lead, she, because, you know, she, she, <laughs> she takes some damage in the film too. So it's <laughs> like, so, so it's taking a little stress off Damien. So Damien's really able just to focus on my makeup and, you know, yeah. the other stuff that he has to do and so which that's helped out. We've also had, you know, um, a production and, you know, <laughs> set designer, costume designer, and she's done wonders. Like at uh, one night, her name's Olga, and Olga and Jackie uh, had to, because we had a film in the room the next day, and it's supposed to be our main lead's uh, bedroom, and we get in there that first day, and there's basically nothing in there. The walls aren't even painted, nothing. It's just like, oh, okay, we got to film film here at a bar? This doesn't even look like a room yet. Mm-hmm. And. In the case of a night, they just stayed up all night, and they decorated this room, and it looked like a room of a cosplayer, like, someone, <laughs> like a, a teenage girl cosplayer, so it's, it's got all of her stuff where she's designing her costumes and all this other, you know, it, it looked, it looked like a real room, I'm like, oh, you did this in a night? This is amazing! It is <laughs> it it it's fantastic it's it's that's what's great it's like we just have so many dedicated people working on this film it's just like it's these are the you know the people you don't see the the people behind the scenes that are really the ones making everything work it's like i i just show up I sit there and let damien slap some makeup on and they tell they point me in direction and tell me what to do and then they film me i was like these people are building everything and you know going through all the you know having to set up the lights and all that kind of stuff it's like they're the unsung heroes of the, the film
1: hmm. um how has it been getting into makeup is it much quicker now or is it still the same amount of time
0: it's about the same amount of time
1: oh okay yeah. so Nothing has changed in that aspect of it. Nothing has changed. No. Oh, okay. No.
0: We wanted to um, get a different type of mask this time because we we've been using a uh, gelatin mold. Yeah. In the the past, because it breaks down, breaks. Down pretty easily with mm-hmm. you know liquids and stuff like that. So like when I drool and stuff like that, it tears my mouth really easily. And unfortunately, yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, we we we, uh, we were wanting to work with the foam latex mask, but we weren't able to get uh, uh, the uh, the right oven that we need to make the masks in and stuff like that in time. So we had to just resort to what we did in part one. So
1: mm-hmm. deal. Mm, I gotcha. Um, now since. You know, it's almost pretty much done. You said you got a couple of more stuff to film. Um, this is probably premature to say, but could you see this expanding to like three, four, five, six, like the nightmares and the, and the Fridays and and how and how much of a icon do you think art is as compared to the others?
0: Well, we definitely want to do a third film. Okay, that's, oh. that's definitely we we. Damon, this whole entire time since terrifier one he's had a you know an idea for a trilogy at least in his head so mm, yeah, okay
1: you know. okay
0: and yeah so we at least want to do three of these and we have a fun way to end it you know for that and it's like but you know in, in a good way so like you know if it if it's only going to be three movies mm-hmm. it ends on a solid note you know Not but a cliffhanger. Also, yep. we can it can't be picked up for more
1: okay gotcha so yeah
0: it's it's, it's kind of clever how we're doing it i don't want to reveal that of course because yep. I, I don't have ever seen ashley done in a film like this before so i'm like oh wow. <laughs> but um yeah so yeah, uh, you know, if people want more we'll do more i mean i love the character I, i'm always happy to return to any such a fun character to play yeah. um as for art being an icon i'm like it's i i, I mean i i you know, I I don't know what I can really say about that because it's not my choice to make him an icon. That's that's up to fans to decide. But it's it's looking that way. It's looking that you know he's he's really being embraced right now, and I and I think that's because he's there's you know he's that charismatic villain that people love. Yeah, that we haven't seen in a while in horror films. Because especially uh, slasher films recently, it's just usually been just another guy wearing a mask, you know, trying to you know copy off of Jason and Mike Myers, and it's not. It's, there's no charisma behind. It. There's nothing that really makes them stand out, yeah. you know. Especially when you already have Jason and Mike Myers, it's like, well, how are you gonna make that stand out, you know, over the greats?
1: Yeah.
0: And you know, then we've had so many paranormal type movies, or you know, Annabelle or Conjuring and all that kind of stuff. It's just like well those don't those characters don't really they're they're great for their their one-offs and stuff like that but it's like they don't really stand out to people as much as like freddy krueger know like jason and all those guys because you kind of rooted for those guys in a weird way it's like you went there for them you're like yeah they're the monsters let's watch the monsters do their thing just like in the old days with the universal monsters like with um Know Dracula, Frankenstein, Wolfman, all that kind of stuff. It's just like they all had some kind of career. That there's something interesting about them, and charismatic.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So yeah, I I think that's what art brings to the table, and it's so we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. I'm, I'm hoping.
1: Yeah. Are Are you like ever interested in having like Todd McFarlane make an art action figure like he did with the movie Maniacs line?
0: Oh, God, yes, I would love that. I would be honored. Yeah. He makes great figures. I, I know um, Trick or Treat Studios this year is going to be releasing a uh, Art the Clown figure, though.
1: Oh, really? They, oh,
0: yeah, wow. they're doing a bunch of Mike Myers figures from different Halloween movies, and they're also doing an Art the Clown figure, and it looks fantastic. It looks so good.
1: Oh, you already saw um, previews of it? Is it already out? Yeah, or, yeah. Know? I
0: didn't even know about this, and they, they had a um, New York uh, toy con right before the the pandemic happened and stuff like that and, uh, and so they they were there and you know that there were there's some articles released about it and so they showed pictures of it and stuff like that and mm. I, I know Catherine corcoran got to be there so she she actually got to see the figure and she said it looked fantastic and she actually got to meet chris jericho there too so chris was there so he he was he was going nuts about it too so
1: oh <laughs> yeah a huge fan Oh yeah, that's right. Cause they had the AEW figures as well, right? They had, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. Well and I, yeah. I know, I know, you was on talk as Jericho. Um, how was that?
0: Oh, it was so much fun. Chris is awesome, dude.
1: Yeah, yeah, he's, a, he's, he's such a, an awesome dude, and a movie buff himself. So that's pretty cool. Oh, yeah. You know that he gets it. Oh
0: yeah, 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 yeah. We love Chris. He's part. We consider him part part of the Terrifier family now.
1: Oh, awesome, awesome. So, you know, let me ask you this question, because, you know, you have the Robert Englands of the world, Kane Hodders, um, Michael Myers. Um, I'm not sure. I think it's the same. I forgot his name, though, but it's the same one that did the recent Halloween. I think he's doing the same Michael Myers role again. Um, oh, you yeah, changed your recording? Yes, yes, yes. Thank you very much. Um, and, you know, Tony Todd's of the world and whatnot. You know, everybody, you know, every, everyone who's done their iconic role like that's a role they'll always love and always do um Mm -hmm. i know this is early you know but if there's ever a terrifier remake could you see i know somebody else play art besides yourself but could you see could you see anybody else do art in a different way besides yourself
0: it's always possible it's mm-hmm. always possible, but you know, it's like it, it's one of those characters. There, you know how Freddie is. It's like if you do anything outside of like what Robert did, it's yeah. just not the same. It's yeah. like Jackie earl Haley's such a fantastic actor, yes, but it, he <laughs> just wasn't Freddie. Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly.
0: That, that just wasn't Freddie in the the remake. And so it's just like it's, and, and I, I think that's how it would be with art. It's like it's like there's a certain thing about art is it's like whoever plays him would have to have experience with you know like with me with this physical comedy and clowning and stuff like that all, you know the only people i could really see doing it justice right now would be like harvey Botet or doug jones
1: yeah yeah oh yeah doug jones yes yes mm-hmm. oh i could see that yeah i could see that makeup on him perfectly I know. Yeah. And, he, and he fits the slim bill for that if there ever was a ter- that's like down the line though but if there ever was a Terrifier remake <laughs> yeah. you know yeah. um, um, David what have you you know I was talking with uh, a past guest on the podcast and we talked about Netflix I, I binge watch Ozark and You and to me those are two excellent Netflix shows to binge watch is there anything you could recommend out there that you binge watch on Netflix or any other um, platform
0: well, I haven't actually watched Ozark yet. I I keep on hearing things about it. I hear great things about it, so I know I know I need to eventually watch that, but I, I recently started watching Hunters on uh Amazon Prime.
1: Well Al Pacino, right?
0: Yeah. It's well, so good.
1: Really? What it's is it so what, good. what is it about?
0: It is a it's, it's set during the nineteen like nineteen seventy seven and it's dealing with um the the uh this this sect of people, uh, headed up by, um, Al Pacino, who who was in the concentration camps during World War II. And I think it's loosely based on true events too.
1: Mm, Okay. But
0: where they've, they've discovered there are Nazis here in America living among us and they're hunting them down. Oh, Like, like literally just hunting them down and killing them because the, these Nazis are trying to, um, about a Fourth Reich here in America and stuff like that. And what I found was really interesting about it because I'm from Huntsville, Alabama,
1: <laughs>
0: which is the home of NASA. And it was, they actually touch on my hometown in this show because uh, there was a little thing called the Operation Paperclip that happened right after World War II where uh, um, Russia and the United States divvied up the, the, the Nazi rocket scientists and, you know, so, we brought a bunch of Nazi scientists over here in the United States to work on our our space program wow and that that all happened in my hometown. My grandfather was on the original uh von braun von Braun rocket team he was my grandfather was with the the Army missile command uh at redstone arsenal my My grandfather was basically the guy that the army went to to make things go boom he he Whoa. was he was at Hiroshima. His, his his job at Hiroshima was to, uh, if the bomb did not detonate on impact, he was to detonate it himself. It was basically a suicide mission that he was on.
1: Oh.
0: And, yeah, he was there for the cleanup and everything. We didn't even know all this stuff because it was so traumatic that he had basically just forced it out of his mind until he had Alzheimer's. My grandmother didn't even know this, so... Oh he, he, it just came pouring out of him one day when we were going to watch a movie about um, it was called The the Day After about a nuclear holocaust and we're like you want to watch this? He's like no I lived through that and he just poured everything out to us in detail. It was like whoa.
1: Oh my god.
0: <laughs> it's like the first time I ever seen my grandfather cry. It was just like whoa. Wow.
1: Because
0: he had a lot, of, a lot of you know regrets about what he had to do. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah. my god. But,
0: you know, it's, it's just like he he, he, he had a lot of, you know, I, I think that's why he had some demons in his life because of those experiences. But it's like, but yeah, but he, you know, he was the guy the Army went to. So like he worked with Von Braun to start the very first rockets that, you know, eventually became NASA. Ooh. So like, yeah, but they, uh, so my, my grandparents lived with all these, you know, like in the same community, the same neighborhood with all these, um, German scientists, which is, you know, it's fascinating. It like, yeah, to me as a kid growing up, being around them, it was just like these are just the old Germans that would bring me chocolate and spoil me rotten. <laughs> I was like, that, like one of the guys that invented the first computer lived down the street.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's like I, I, I had no idea who these people were, who they actually were, you know. Yeah. It's like, oh, this is this, it's the mouse is down the street. Is it's, it's, it's I was like you know, the whole. Uh, <laughs> <it's> just, <laughs> It's like yeah oh yeah it's like oh wow I, I wish i had been older by the time my grandparents passed away so i could actually sit down and really got to hear these people's stories because i i can only imagine what you know their experiences were in germany during that time
1: yeah
0: Yeah. You know, wow. it, that's very fascinating very fascinating. like one of my my best friend's um the grandfather-in-law oscar holderer was the last surviving member of that that rocket team, and he 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 had about nineteen different patents. He's the guy that also invented the wind tunnel and oh. the little uh, pressurized rockets where he filled them up with water and pumped full of air and they go. Pew! Oh, he invented that. Oh shit! Yeah. Oh yeah, Oscar was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I loved Oscar.
1: Well,
0: like my my first time meeting him, it was it, it 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 told me everything I needed to know about the guy. He comes up to me at a party and he's just like. David, I have to tell you something very serious. And I'm like, okay. He's like, he leans towards me. He's like, they took my balls.
1: What? And I
0: just turned to him on I like, those fucking
1: Nazis. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and he just starts laughing his ass off and his wife comes over. He's like, oh, no, 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 David, 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 David. He had prostate cancer. <laughs> 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 he just was like, "Yeah, I like you. I like where your mind goes." <laughs> <laughs> you and I are gonna get low. He was awesome. He, oh. he built his own house out of cinder blocks, and he—he you know, he was just a brilliant man, brilliant man, just been su- such a kind man. I hated it when he passed away.
1: Wow, David, man, yeah. you're, you're you're exposed to a lot of people who are very in the in the field of things. Holy shit, mm-hmm. you know
0: been fortunate
1: I've been fortunate wow wow um how about um do you ever get like like do you feel like you, do you have like regrets like still being in New York and you're missing out on like family life like do you get regrets like that like shit I should be home or what not or eh
0: sometimes it's 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 there but like my mom passed away back when i was in college so that my my family dynamic kind of broke apart in some ways cuz oh. my mom was the glue that really held everything together so it's like my dad remarried and i, I don't really necessarily get along too well with my stepmom oh gotcha <laughs> she and i have different ways of thinking about things if you know what i mean gotcha um, gotcha yeah so i was like yeah yeah, I tolerate her because she loves my dad. And so I'm like, okay, she's keeping him sane, I guess, in a way. So Because yeah. you know, my, my dad, as I say, my mom would always say this. He's like, he's so smart, he's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, my dad could put rocks in space, but, you know, when it came to everyday things, like how to fry an egg, he's like, I, I don't know what I'm doing. Oh, wow. <laughs>
1: That's fascinating. Holy shit. Oh, yeah.
0: It's like, oh, well, my. My favorite story about my dad it was like right after my mom passed away. It was that it was like uh, I, I came home from college for the week, and he he tried to cook uh, my favorite meal for me my my mom's macaroni and cheese recipe oh. for my sister and I just to cheer us up and everything yeah. like that. And, and like I said, this guy put rockets in space. You know, he was very instrumental with the space shuttle program and all that kind of yeah. stuff. Very very smart man. You didn't realize you had a mix the ingredients. <laughs> so there was a layer of milk.
1: Oh, shit.
0: <laughs> a layer of just hard, crunchy macaroni. Wow. And a, a layer of cheese.
1: Yeah. You know, hearing that, that statement comes to fact. It's the thought that counts, right? <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. And we sat there and we ate it. We're like, thank you, Crunch. <laughs> crunch. <laughs> Like, oh, I'm so sorry.
1: Do you have Do you have that secret recipe, the macaroni and cheese recipe? Yeah,
0: it was, I don't know what my mom did. It was something magical about it. She. It was. It was. I've never had macaroni and cheese like my mom's macaroni and cheese. It was, it was, it was, oh, she was a good cook. Oh my gosh, she was a good cook.
1: Oh wow. Man, making me think about food right now. Oh, but, like, yeah. like damn, so, it's like, did she ever, like, write things down and, like, pass it on to you? Like, hey, um... No. No? Nothing like that? Okay. No, she
0: had recipes, but how my mom was with recipes, she had the original recipe. She used, like, my grandmother's recipe for something. Yeah. And then she would just... Embellish on it, and it wouldn't—it would just be what she felt in the moment, where she could just sense what would make it better.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's just
0: like, okay, and I'll add this to it, and this to it, and this to it. She had just an innate ability to like cook with seasonings and stuff like that. I was like, Ugh. oh man, I like her fried chicken. I've never had fried chicken like my mama's fried chicken.
1: Oh, does she do it with like? She dipped the the ch- the chicken thigh in egg and then put flour on it, they put bread crumbs or is it like different. Yeah,
0: and she, I don't know what else she did.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> it drove my grandmother crazy cuz my grandmother was even a better cook. Oh wow. But she couldn't figure out how my my mom did her fried chicken. Oh. <laughs> it drove my grandmother crazy. She's like cuz especially down home in the south, you know, you know fried chicken recipes are sacred. Yeah. So, and she's like, I don't know what you do. Will you tell me what you do? No, because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've done
1: something better than you. <laughs> um, I know. I know we're in quarantine, but have you been to Sylvia's in Harlem? Like when it was open, like the for the Southern style cooking, or no? No, I haven't.
0: I, I no, 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 I haven't. No, I haven't been to Sylvia's.
1: No. Oh wow. Okay. Okay.
0: I, I'm so picky when it comes to what people call Southern style mm, cooking. Here, okay. Here, here. Because I'm just like, mm, they they think it is, but it's not. But it's not, yeah. It's like,
1: mm. I'm like, no, 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 no. Yeah, no, no, I, I I totally get it. Like people think here a pizza is like nothing is like a New York pizza, you know, like I'm yeah. like, nope, it's not close enough. But just yeah, because, I'm,
0: I'm like that with barbecue. <laughs> oh barbecue, yeah. Like, yeah. I am yeah, uh, I'm, I'm very particular with barbecue. So
1: what's your imp- in, in impression of Dallas BBQ? Yeah.
0: <laughs> It's crap. <laughs> it cheap crap barbecue. It is crap.
1: You know, because New Yorkers will swear to it. That was is I was like, no, well, you it's know. Horrible. <laughs> it's
0: horrible. It's horrible. <laughs> it's horrible. It, it, because they slather in sauce. I'm like, you know, good barbecue doesn't need much sauce. Yep. That's the thing. That's the testament of good barbecue. When the meat itself sells it, that's that's the thing. It's like when you mm-hmm. put too much sauce on it, it means the meat's not good. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. That's the thing. It's, see, I, I'm very picky because, like, where I grew up in Huntsville, right outside of Huntsville Decatur, Alabama, and they yeah. have this place called Big Bob Gibson's Barbecue. You and know, we had an offshoot of that just called Gibson's Barbecue in Huntsville. Same family that ran it. So the same recipes and everything like that. And they would always win the barbecue competitions.
1: Oh, man. there was so that good. So I, I
0: literally grew up on the nation's best barbecue. Yeah. So I'm very particular. I'm like, so I I taste other people. I'm like, oh, nope, that's not Gibson's. That's just not, that's not the same. It's like,
1: "Mm." hmm. So you are like a barbecue snob then, basically, right? I am. I am.
0: I I, I, I like the vinegar sauce. That's what I grew up on, was that that vinegar sauce. I I, I had never, there's only one place, and I don't think it's here anymore in New York, because I went by it and around 34th street and it wasn't there and it was brother jimmy's barbecue oh
1: my god that's <laughs> right it's right by madison square Garden, right around yeah. that area yes,
0: was, yes that was the closest thing i had to what i grew up on and i knew i was in the right place when i i looked on the table and they had the vinegar the vinegar sauce they had sweet tea on the menu and they also had hush puppies oh, i'm what? like yeah you actually have hush puppies. I don't know. how... I've never seen hush puppies up here in New York. Yeah, tell the you people. have hush puppies. Yeah, tell the
1: people what hush puppies if they don't know what hush puppies is.
0: Hush puppies are basically it's like the leftovers of like the cornmeal and stuff like that that's used for like other other things. It's like they would just they would use it. Um, they would just fry it and. Toss it to the dogs. Usually, just they're like here, just the hush them up. That's why they call them hush puppies. But it's it's basically just fried balls of dough. But there's different things that are put in it. And it's just like it's so good. It's just it's
1: mm. yep. It's
0: Um, just so good.
1: Oh my god! When you said that, you just triggered my memory. I totally remembered that. What's there now, then? I'm trying to.
0: It it was vacant. It was like I guess they had just closed. It was yeah. Because I was I was gonna take one of my friends there for dinner. We're like, hey, let's do a movie night and stuff yeah. like that. So we're there and like, what the fuck? It's
1: closed? <laughs> like, no. what's going on? <laughs> oh, man. I don't know. I'm trying to think. There's, um... Uh, there's, uh... am trying to think of... I don't know if they have barbecue. Dinosaur
0: Barbecue, barbecue yeah. is
1: yeah. decent. Yes, Dinosaur Barbecue. That's in is in Harlem, right? One around yeah. Harlem? Yes, yes, yes. Dinosaur Barbecue.
0: That one's yeah. decent. That's decent.
1: Okay. Okay. They have. They don't have hush puppies there, though, do they?
0: No. Oh. Okay. Not that I remember now. Okay. No. Well, but yeah, like Brother Jimmy's. That's where I would go and get my fix.
1: Yeah. Oh my God.
0: And that's why I'm just like, it's not there anymore.
1: <laughs> oh. oh man. So how you been like venturing out to food in the Is Just a lot of outside foods, or you been stocking up on 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 I've
0: groceries? I've just been yeah. cooking. Oh. Okay. I, 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 I don't know how to cook a whole lot of stuff, but I, you know, I've I've just been making like chicken fingers and like fried steak. I, I know how to fry a lot of things. So I'm <laughs> that's just, that's, it's probably not good for my health, but I'm like, <laughs> going outside is not good for my health either. So
1: yep, you, you're like fuck it. You gotta do. You gotta do what you gotta do. Yep. You know.
0: Yeah, it's like you know, I, I'm I'm surviving.
1: Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad, David. Um. Winding down, um um, I guess everybody's like twenty twenty is not the year for everybody, but um twenty twenty is gonna be the year of the coronavirus, the year of the pandemic. But um closing down to the end of the year, you have any upcoming plans that are coming up after like everything gets situated? I know you're going back to filming, but anything after that that you have on the horizons or no?
0: yeah 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 um it's like most of the conventions i was going to be doing this year earlier this year like in march and may and stuff like that they've all been postponed till like september and october now so i'm going to be doing those hopefully
1: yeah
0: um well that's going to be interesting to see how conventions are going to be after all this yeah so,
1: right <laughs> how's that going to work out <laughs> yeah, yeah
0: we'll, we'll find out <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but like no one knows right now no one knows yeah we'll we'll find out but um uh, besides Terrifier, you know, once we wrap on that, um, I'm going to be working with our Fuzz and Lens guys, uh, that are helping on Terrifier too as well. They were also our two cops in, yeah. uh, Exterminator that I decapitated in, um, uh, Terrifier. <laughs> they, they, um, have their own film company. They've done a few films like Abnormal Attraction, which you can find on, like, streaming platforms. It's hysterically funny. Yeah. But, um... It, they're, they're starting up what they hope is going to be another horror film franchise, which I think is an extremely clever idea that I can't give away yet, because we don't want anybody stealing the idea. But, um, I'm going to start filming that this fall. We we're already getting some bigger names attached to it, with, Like especially a lot of people that have done horror films and stuff like that before. We're all getting involved with this one, so that's going to be fun. And, um, early next year, I'm I believe I'm going to be starting to film uh, a movie called Spirit Reckoning
1: mm-hmm.
0: where it's a, it's gonna be a horror Western.
1: Oh, wow. Interesting.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and I'm gonna be playing the anti-hero and I'm gonna be playing this uh, Cowboy that gets uh, he and his family are murdered by these outlaws and he's hung and burned alive oh. And so he gets his face burned off by these guys, and he's brought back from the dead from an, by an Indian shaman. Oh. And so he's he's known as the Skull Cowboy. So he's going out and getting revenge against the uh, these people that wronged him. So it's a, it's a good revenge epic. Yeah, and it's so over the top with the the gore and the violence and stuff like that. It's just, I, I it's gonna be fun. And, and we, the, um, they already have some bigger names attached to it as well. Like uh, Sean Patrick Flannery is from the Boondock Saints. He's gonna be, um, playing my best friend slash mentor in it. Oh, okay. and uh, Lou Temple is going to be playing one of the main bad guys as well, so that's going to be exciting to work with those guys. Oh, I
1: talked to Lou, and Lou's a great person, and he's he could conjure up evil like there's no tomorrow, so that's awesome. That's
0: what I hear. I, I'm, yeah. I'm very excited to work with them. I, I'm, I'm sure he's going to be a great source of inspiration for me
1: awesome awesome um david um any party words for the fans out there um any words of advice any words of wisdom that david howard thornton can bestow on us little people
0: i, I would say just take care of yourselves right now okay? take care of yourself take take care of everybody around you it's not just you that can get sick right now you get other people sick you know especially people that you know might not be able to fight this thing so you know wear your masks you know wear your gloves wash your hands do the social distancing as much as possible because you know you might not get sick but someone else might you know you gotta you gotta you gotta think of the bigger picture there like we gotta all take care of each other right now and i think that's that's the responsible thing to do is you know everybody stay healthy
1: right now We'll I know. We will all
0: be better that way, and the sooner we all do that, the sooner we can get over this thing, and the sooner we can get back to
1: normal. I know. I always say when you take a shit and when you take a piss, please wash your hands. It goes for the ladies, too. Because there's people that go to the bathroom, they come out, they don't even do shit. So.
0: Oh, it's so gross.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Please it's do so that.
0: Gross. Oh, it's so gross. I, like, I, I don't know how many times I've been at conventions. I'm like, oh, God, and I have to make mental notes in my head just in case that person comes to my table <sighs> so I don't shake their hand. Yep. <laughs> and oh, I'm my... like, oh, that person did not wash their hands.
1: <laughs> How's that going to work with social distancing, taking pictures now?
0: That's a very good question. That is a very good question.
1: Uh...
0: I don't know. I don't know because I'm such a, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm a hugger and stuff yeah. like that. So it's like I'm always, you know, when I do pictures with people, I always have my arm, you know, like put my arm on their shoulder, give them bunny ears or something like that.
1: Yeah.
0: So, as long as they're okay with it. Because I know some people just, some people don't want to be touched. I'm like, that's totally fine.
1: Yeah.
0: That's totally fine. You do you. So, but that's, that's going to be a little bit different now. You know, so lot, I always shake hands and stuff like that too. So I'm, I'm we'll, we'll see.
1: Uh-huh. Um, David promote your social media if anybody wants to see any of your work or they they're, people want to see what you're up to
0: yeah um, you can find me on Facebook and Instagram under David Howard Thornton and I'm also since you know the conventions have been a little bit dead and stuff like that recently I, I do cameo videos. And I charge, this is what I charge for an autograph, just $30 for a Cameo video. I got to record, too, in just a little bit for some birthdays and stuff like that. So it's, it's, a, it's a good thing to do, you know. If someone's got graduation coming up. I've done a few of those, you know, birthdays, any special occasions, stuff like that. It's, it's fun to do. And it's, yeah, I enjoy doing So uh, you can find me on Cameo under David H. Thornton, I believe.
1: Yeah. And do you have Twitter as well? I don't. Oh, okay. Wow. <laughs> Got
0: kicked off Twitter.
1: <laughs> Wait a minute. How did you get off? Kicked off Twitter. How did that happen?
0: Bullshit. Oh. Yeah, I, I used a metaphor. Uh, I used the, the the metaphor tarred and feathered," <laughs> and they took that literally. And I'm like, no, that's a common metaphor, especially used in like you know uh, <laughs> the uh, the press. Yeah. It,
1: just,
0: it means to criticize harshly openly oh. and I'm like yeah and they kicked me off of that because I said someone should be tarred and feathered I'm like oh. it's weird. I tried explaining it but you know
1: yeah there's, there's pictures of vaginas and whatnot not and, and dicks oh, no. and shit you got to kick off of that wow that's funny yeah
0: it's like oh you're making a threat I'm like no this is a metaphor <laughs> like when has anybody actually been tarred and feathered in the last hundred years <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, man. Um, David, um, thank you for your time, man. I appreciate it. Um, Terrifier 2 should be coming soon, and you'll be in the convention scene. And, um yes. Yeah, thank you for your time, man. I appreciate the talk, uh, and always good talking well. to a fellow New Yorker. I appreciate that, man. Uh,
0: you're very welcome. It's been fun chatting with
1: you again. Yep, and I hope everybody out there was
0: intellectually stimulated by way ah. of mobile devices. <laughs> Have a good one, folks. Yep. <laughs>